0: Hey, what's up guys?
1: Welcome to today's episode of the green industry podcast. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while and that is interview somebody from Alaska. So welcome to the program, Matthew Brandt from Anchorage, Alaska. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so cool. We have these analytics that we can see where people are watching and it actually breaks down by every state and we've got all these people listening in Alaska. And I'm like, who are these people? And then, you know, it was the same in like New Zealand and Australia and Europe. And so we want to get you guys on the program and feel free to DM me at green industry podcast. And, uh, me and you were DMing back and forth. And I was like, I got to get you on the program. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, so my name is Matthew Brandt. Uh, I want to operate a, a small lawn maintenance and snow service business here in Anchorage, Alaska uh, called Highmark services. Uh, I currently employ about five people. Um, and we do commercial residential lawn maintenance and snow services are, our primarily focused. So yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> I started in, uh, 2013 wow. and, uh, yeah, just, um, started cause my dad told me, uh, he wasn't going to buy me a truck. So I started pushing lawns in my neighborhood, mowing, you know, the lawns and, uh, yeah, I went from there and it just became uh something yeah, more serious than I was ever expecting it to be and here I am. So how how
1: how old are you now? I'm 21. I love it, man. There's the the future is bright, folks. There's so many um, thoroughbreds out there in this next generation. I was just talking Matthew with my brother Robbie. He's about your age, and he started investing when he was a senior in high school. And he's telling me about his brokerage account and his retirement account, and his his company's matching him this. I'm like, dude, you're 21 years old, and he's sitting there just, you you know, uh, investing in. in, uh, He's like, interest got to work for you, Paul. He's like, they just. The kid's 21, 22 years old or whatever he is. And uh, you're 21 years old, you know, been working since you're 13. And it's just, there. there's hope for America. There's hope for the future because you guys are out there and uh, the media doesn't cover y'all's success stories, but it's, it's uh, encouraging to hear. And I'm looking forward to hearing more of your story, Matthew. Yeah. Well, let's thank the, the the sponsors who make this all possible. We say all the time, Mr. Producer coined kind of the phrase, the support. Those that support the show, and that is our friends at the GIE Plus Expo, Jobber, the Hardscape Academy, and GPS Track It. And so I know it's a long hike from Alaska. I don't even know if you can go from Alaska. I guess driving would take a long time to get to Louisville, Kentucky. I had a friend who uh, drove from. Anchorage, Alaska to Atlanta, Georgia. And it took them like a week and a half or something like that. And they had a bunch of little kids and it was crazy. But um, anyway, the GIE Plus Expo is coming up October 20th through 22nd in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm uh, really looking forward to this trade show. It starts on the Wednesday at three o'clock PM. I'll be at the Toro booth with Blake Albertson uh, Wednesday, three o'clock, October 20th. And then uh, Thursday will be at the trade room. I'll be at the show all day Thursday. And then Thursday night, my buddy Naylor's having a a big meetup. Uh, dinner's going to be provided, and uh, it's going to be outdoors. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, near downtown Louisville, Kentucky. And then Friday morning, we're going to be doing a big live panel uh, interviewing Alan Hain. Um, who else is going to be there? I got to write this stuff down in the future. Jason Creel, Sean Spencer, and TQ, and uh, Corey Ballard, and, and uh, Kayla Wallman, Naylor, and myself are going to be interviewing them. So that's going to be a lot of fun, October 20th through 22nd. In Louisville, Kentucky, sweater weather. So it looks like it's sweater weather up where you are, man. We're zoom calling, and, and you're all uh, you chopping down some trees today, or what?
2: I'm um, just staying warm, more than anything. Staying
1: warm. Country what's clothing, what's so. what's the what's the temperature out there? You you guys they, you guys can't see him, but he's wearing a big old flannel and overalls. <laughs> I'm in a t-shirt.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's about uh, 50 today, so um, not terribly cold, but you know, definitely uh, want to wear some long sleeves. So, huh. yeah.
1: 50 degrees already. So before we get into your business, I'm want to learn a bit, a little bit about your state and the geography. I've, you know, I see the Gulf of Mexico, pardon me. I'm by the Gulf of Mexico. You guys have the Gulf of Alaska <laughs> and uh, I want to learn a little bit about your state. Yeah. So, so tell me about when it's sunny, when it's, um, when it's, uh, the sun's outside. And when I, my friend Paxton was telling me, is like, there's like 23 hours of darkness. I think it's in the winter or something like that. So t- just teach me a little bit.
2: Yeah. So that 23 hours of darkness is definitely like up north uh, in a town that used to be called Barrow, but now it's called I I shouldn't I don't know how to pronounce it, but they changed the name. Uh, Dead Horse is also near uh, where the town is. Anyways, 23 hours of darkness uh, more like 24 hours of darkness is very common there. Uh, Wow. Come wintertime, if there is any light, uh, it's very faint. It just maybe looks like a dusk. Uh, I've been I've been there. I uh, went there for a wrestling tournament in high school. I was there for three days, and uh, yeah, it was dark the whole time. So uh, I was there in about December, early December when I went. Now, so, when you look up in the yeah, sky, so
1: do you see all the stars and everything, though, or what? Like, it, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, and you can look up and see the stars, or how does that all work?
2: You know, I can't say when I was up there, uh, you know, because that that certain geography point up north in Alaska is the area that gets that 23 hours a day, or darkness mm-hmm. when i was up there i did not go outside once we were inside because it was like negative 20 windy and we <laughs> yeah. were just inside wrestling the whole time so i honestly i honestly can't answer that question you know maybe if it's clear out i'm sure you can maybe see the stars uh but yeah the weather would definitely have to be right so um but yeah here in anchorage uh, in the anchorage area, you know typically during the darkest days of the year which is around the uh, mid to late december time we uh the sun rises around 10 to 11 and sets at 3 PM what? Uh, in the afternoon. What? So
1: 10 AM yeah. 10 is your morning basically. And then three o'clock yeah, yeah. it's shutting down for the day. So, so I, I, that's all, you know, though, right? You've lived in Alaska your whole life. Yeah. Born and raised. Oh my. I mean here, you know, 7 AM it, it suns out and then. depending on you know in the summer you know sometimes it's still at nine nine o'clock p.m and the sun's still out because i like go to bed at nine and i like it dark and cold when i sleep so i have to you know get blackout curtains and all this stuff i could not imagine four o'clock p.m and it being dark
2: yeah that's how it's like darkest point in time it might be a little longer days than that but yeah that's like right around the late december time (laughs) is when the dark the longest days they call them here uh, in summer though it's really quite the opposite. You know, we get sunlight for at some points it seems like twenty four hours a day, but you know, the sun sort of dips and looks like it's gonna set but then comes right back up. And that's right around like June, late to mid June, maybe early July, right there is like the longest
1: So it day. it could be three or four in the morning and you could be out there working. Yes. Really?
2: Yes. It's it's light enough to where you could be.
1: Yes. So you could basically work all, I mean, you could, you could, you could, you could tell your guys, yeah, me at the shop 1am and you could be out there cutting I mean, I'm sure you don't want to wake people up, but if you had like a commercial property, you could do it when they're not there.
2: Definitely could. There'd probably be enough light to uh, get the work done. So.
1: Wow. That is fantastic. Well, you started at 13 to uh, get a little money to uh, get your lifestyle uh, up and going. So tell us about the origin of your business and, and how you got started and grew into where you are today at age 21 with five employees doing plowing that snow, making that dough. And uh, are you guys cutting that grass and making that cash?
2: Yeah, so we're definitely doing both of those. Um, so, yeah, like I said earlier, I started uh, around age 13. Uh, my dad just basically told me that if I wanted a truck, you know, I was going to have to buy it myself. Which, Amen. You know, makes sense. I'm sure yeah, dad told me that.
1: That's a good parent right there.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, uh, my dad, you know, has told me stories back in his days uh, from when he was in high school, you know, around my age doing the same thing. So that's definitely where I got my inspiration uh, to do uh, something like that. So I just took our, uh, you know, Honda push mower and, uh, I don't even recall if I ever, you know, weed whacked right away either. I think I might just mow, mow, mow and go. Yep. Pretty much. So I just started mowing the neighbor's yards around the neighborhood and, uh, yeah, slowly, but surely, uh, started mowing, you know, people, more family, friends and, uh, people's yards that I knew, you know, people would hire me, um, my mom's a teacher, so she knows lots of people. And then a couple of my teachers in high school and middle school hired me as well. Um, but yeah, so uh, 2015, I would, well, 2015 is when I officially became a business, got my business license, business insurance and all that good stuff. Um, That's incredible, you know, man. Older, Fifth, age 15.
1: No, oh, I love it. I love yeah. it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once I... Yeah. And during that like 13 to 15 year time period, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff near my house where my parents would bring me there uh, if it was like, you know, someone far away. So that was awfully nice. Uh, my dad let me use a side by side and like a trailer to, you know, take some lawnmowers around too in our neighborhood. So I wouldn't go very far. But yeah, once I turned 16, you know, things definitely changed being able to drive uh, and, you know, buying my first truck. Um, and then that spring i want to say spring of 2016 or 2017 i don't remember the exact dateline. uh i got an enclosed trailer um so a little uh six by 12 foot enclosed trailer and uh, ran with honda commercial push mowers and uh yeah that's what i started with uh for, you know, my, once I got legit business wise, um, started getting some clients
1: under my belt. So, yeah. Well, coming up, I want to hear about the, uh, snow plow and about what kind of grass you got. And I just really want to learn about Alaska. I've, it's kind of on my bucket list. I know my buddy Paxton and, and Matt, and there, there's a, a group of uh, friends of mine that they moved here to Atlanta and then they just, I mean, they would just talk about Alaska and they were, they were so homesick. I was thinking like, these guys are going to probably move back and, and they just were so in love with Alaska and lo and behold, after like three or four years, um, we were kind of doing a bit, this was back in like 2009. I was, uh, anyway, they ended up moving back to Alaska. They, they love Alaska so much. And, uh, it's kind of on my bucket list. I, I always wanted to go out there and, um, just, so it looks beautiful in the pictures and the movies and you know, the, um, nature that you guys have is, um, really beautiful at least from what we see and i look at it you know when it's 82 and sunny i don't know how it's going to feel if it's minus 20 (laughs) but uh nevertheless let's do this we're going to hear from today's show sponsors and uh, coming up more i want to hear about the actual services you provide and uh, learn a little bit more about uh, the great state of alaska we'll be right back
0: the GIE Expo 2021. And you're going to be there, so. While you're visiting, you've got to attend. Influencer Live. Powered by Kohler. On Friday, October 22nd at 8 a.m. This is the first live audience podcast where you can laugh and learn from the top names in our industry's community. With the big names. Like Naylor, Kaylee Aferro, Paul Jameson, and Caleb Alman. With guests like Alan Hain, The Lawn Care Nut, Corey Ballard, Sean and Savannah Spencer, and Jason Creel. Don't miss out on this opportunity opportunity to reconnect with your community at Influencer Live powered by a Cooler. GPS Track it makes managing your driver vehicles and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized friendly customer support for service businesses of all sizes. With GPS Track it you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are around the clock helping improve route density and operate more efficiently. GPS It has been delivering peace of mind for over 12,000 customers in lawn and landscaping, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. Are you ready to protect your fleet, save money, and cut down on fuel costs? Call 844-996-2518 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. No pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. 844-996-2518 or visit greenindustrypodcast.com slash gps track it. You've heard Caleb and Brittany Allman talking about the Hardscape Academy, but have you checked it out for yourself? TheHardscapeAcademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab from initial planning to final installation. And again, those are absolutely free. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you. And that link is in today's show notes.
1: My name is Juan Balthazar with BLC. We would like to invite you uh, to signature green, September 18th, Saturday at three o'clock in Nashville, Tennessee to come and have a good time with all the lawn pros and network with each other. See, see you there. there. Los Los Lemos Lemos in Nashville. Nashville. All right, guys, we are back with Matthew right out there in Anchorage, Alaska. We're zooming it up. So I can see your uh, flannel and uh, overalls and the beautiful trees. What kind of trees are those behind you?
2: Uh, spruce trees and birch trees, um, are what's pretty common here, at least where I live in this, uh, part of Anchorage. So yeah, we also have cottonwoods, um, and all sorts of other trees. So, okay, yeah, but those are the most common ones that you'll see around here are spruce and birch.
1: And then the ocean that's nearby, excuse my, for those listening, I get a lot of, um, haters or whatever on my geography. Uh, but when I started this podcast, I guess I didn't, I didn't know too much about the United States, but I get to interview people from all over. So I'm kind of learning on the go and some people, they already know all this stuff and they just think it's funny, but, um, I'm just genuinely curious about Alaska. So you guys have, it's called the Gulf of Alaska, correct? Is that the big body of water? And then what is it? The Pacific ocean or what is that water that's near Anchorage? Cause you guys yes, are by a big, yeah. you guys are by water, correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We have what's called a cook inlet, uh, which is, you know, sort of pretty much the port of Alaska, the body of water that extends from the Pacific ocean up in towards the Anchorage area. Okay. Uh, and it pretty much, you know, ends right around the Anchorage area. And, um, yeah, there's turning an arm that goes towards, uh, Girdwood, uh, which is a small little town that's a very big tourist attraction. It also has Alias Castilla area, which is a very big uh, tourist attraction come wintertime as well. Um, So yeah, that's sort of the bodies of water uh, that sort of extend up into the Anchorage area. Um, And they're just fed by rivers uh, past Anchorage point, uh, you know, going inland, inland, uh, north, of course. So yeah, those are the bodies of water. And then you could go out, towards Seward or, uh, Whittier. Those are two uh, towns, um, and go, uh, fishing out of those towns and
1: yeah. And then if you go way out West, you'll go straight into the Pacific ocean on the other side of the state.
2: Yeah, correct. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then how far, if you want to go to the United States to, to, I guess, what would it be? Washington? Is that the nearest, uh, State or how do you get there? Do you have to drive through Canada, or is you take a boat, or what, what do you want to do if you want to come over here to the United States? I mean, you guys are in the United States, but you know what I mean. Bypass Canada or whatnot.
2: I mean, you could do. Either. Yeah, definitely. What, yeah, you what's could definitely the path? do both
1: options. Uh I've been on the. Go ahead. Oh, uh, you you cut out a little bit, but you uh to start over with, how do you get from Alaska to Washington or or to the mainland?
2: Oh, so you could definitely go both, uh, both routes, uh, you know, by ship, if you wanted to, uh, most people just barge like equipment and stuff like that. I haven't heard of many people like traveling by ship to like get to Washington, but I definitely know you can, uh, you know, whether that be like cruise or something like that. Um, but typical travel either is flying or driving the highway, uh, the Alcan highway from Alaska, um, back down to the lower 48 there. Um, I don't remember exactly where that, I mean, there's so many different routes on the Alcan you can take once you, you know, drive the Alcan itself and you can like land in like Washington or Montana. Uh, it just depends on which way you want to go. Um, I've, dri- I've been on the Alcan three times. Uh, I've been down to the lower 48 a couple of times and, uh, done a couple of road trips with my family and, uh, brought back, you know, a truck and a RV. So uh, this, 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 al- trips, al- so. this,
1: this thing you're naming, I, it's a highway that goes through Canada or what is it?
2: Yeah, it goes through Canada uh, and connects into Alaska. So um, you start in like Tok. Toke is sort of the last town you hit in Alaska before you, you know, hit the border crossing. Um, and then you go uh, to the border and through Yukon territory. And I can't remember if I believe Whitehorse is one of the first towns you'll uh, come to once you, you know, keep driving to Alcan. That's uh, Canada. Uh, city there in Yukon territory. And then, yeah, from there, you just drive the uh, Alcan, um, yeah, through British Columbia, or you can go through uh, Alberta, I believe it's called. Um, I haven't been on it in quite a few years now, but uh, that's sort of what I roughly remember. So
1: they take the Al from from Alaska and the Can from Canada. Is that where you come up with the name Alcan?
2: Uh, You know, honestly, I don't know where they came up with the name Alcan. Uh, that's just what it's called. I think it stands for Alaska, uh, Canada. Uh, I don't really remember.
1: So, okay. But it's like, it's is it's a highway or it's a tunnel or what, what's so special about it?
2: Uh, it's just a highway that connects, you know, Alaska to the lower 48. It was originally built. Uh, I can't remember the exact day range. I want to say 1940s or 1950s, uh, for the military use. Um, and to get the uh, military base uh, situated up here in Alaska, we have uh, Allison Air Force Base up north uh, near Delta Junction, Fairbanks area. And then we also have uh, J. Bear uh, Elmendorf, uh, J. Bear Elmendorf, it's called, uh, which is like the Air Force Air Force also and Army here in Anchorage. Uh, but that's originally what the highway was built. And then it was open to public use a few years later after the military was uh, done using it. Uh, well, I mean, they still use it, but yeah, after it was right. initially, you know, used for that purpose. So, um, yeah. And ever since then it's been the Alcan and <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not the most, uh, easy driving in some parts. It's a dirt road in uh, in the farthest parts up in like uh, Yukon territory between Alaska and or well between token, uh, Yukon territory there. Uh, so yeah.
1: What's difficult about driving it there?
2: Uh, well, it's just, you know, not maintained the best. I mean, it's a well-used road in the middle of nowhere, uh, basically, and, uh, lots of potholes, Ooh. uh, rocks and stuff like that. Ooh. So you definitely want to just be prepared, um, have spare tires, tools to fix, you know, wow uh, prepare for the worst and hope you don't have to like, you know, use your stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, all I can say is just be prepared, have spare tires and parts to fix things because blowouts are quite common. Wow. Uh, Driving the Alcan. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's just a rough road. So it's not like a nice paved highway by any means. Some areas are, but not, not in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty rough. So,
1: wow. Well, I'll keep that in mind if, uh, Lord will, and I get to do the bucket list and head up there. Um, you know, British Columbia, maybe, maybe see my boy Julio Tomei and then, uh, Alaska and, and see your guys' beauty. So here on the Zoom, I know you guys listening can't see the spruce trees, but that makes a lot of sense to to handle the um, brutal winters you guys get. Those trees are, you know, hardy and sturdy. But uh, what else um, is the the landscape? What kind of grass turf do you guys have? What part of the year does it grow? At what point do you switch from lawn care to snow plow? Give us a little bit of, of what it's like to have a lawn and snow company in Alaska.
2: Yeah. So. Um- to be honest, I'm not very familiar with the type of grass you called it. Uh, it's just something I've never <laughs> really worried about. Here. Well, it's I, I the called the, I those. called the tree a spruce
1: um, tree. I didn't, I didn't name the name of the grass. I don't know what kind of grass you guys have. Um, I just said, I, th- those trees behind you look like spruce trees.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I was just saying, I don't really know the uh, you know, the, the specific type of, yeah, I don't know. You guys talk about like Bermuda grass or something to that effect. I'm not sure what, our grass here primarily is made up of. It's just like if it grows, you know, we're going to mow it and yeah. spread some lime and fertilizer on it and make it green. So um, I know, I know, it's definitely a colder climate grass. I can yeah, tell you that.
1: I would. About, I don't think you guys are growing uh, zoysia and Bermuda and Saint Augustine and centipede uh, up there in Alaska. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 See that—that's grass stuff. I don't know, but up here we do have green, you know, nice growing grass, but it's definitely uh, one of those colder uh, growing grasses. Um, But, yeah, the season, you know, primarily uh, it starts, you know, it starts a few years back. I actually started the spring cleanup uh, back in April, the first week of April. We didn't have much snow uh, quite a few years ago. There was a period of years where we just didn't have much snow accumulation. So uh, just weird winters. Um, But that hasn't been the case in uh, recent years. Uh, Typically, we start May. Uh, May 1st is uh, around the time stuff has sort of melted and uh isn't very wet anymore and we go till uh, i'd say october to mid-october um and by late october you could probably expect the first snowfall possibly if the weather's right um and then yeah winter is typically october 15th to april 15th um but even long, we've had a snow in may and uh yeah, and snow as early as september and maybe august i don't know about august but i know we've had snow in september so the weather here is very uh, all over the place put simply so, so
1: okay and so do you do uh snow plowing then uh residential do you do parking lots i don't even know anchorage alaska how big of a city is it do you guys have like skyscrapers and stuff or
2: uh i wouldn't categorize them as skyscrapers but we definitely have some pretty big office buildings here i guess at big for as Alaska standards go building wise. So, uh, they're not huge. Um, but, uh, what were you, what was say here?
1: Transitioning from mowing track. to, to the, to the snow plowing.
2: Okay. Okay. There we go. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, I do residential and commercial. There's plenty of it. Uh, Anchorage is the biggest city in Alaska, uh, but is not the capital. Uh, Juneau. Juneau, Alaska is the capital.
1: Juneau, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I, I do remember that yeah. from school. Juno. There was like some joke we would yep. have. We had to learn the capitals. Um, I was at Jason Creole's house, Matthew, and he's got a little daughter, and, and my friend Dr. Frank was there, and he was questioning her on the state capitals, and this girl was sitting there just like firing them off. And I was like, I didn't remember half of these. Um, uh, but this little girl's just like getting them accurate, you know. And uh, but anyway, Juno, I remember that one. Yep.
2: Yeah, so Anchorage, uh, you know, I'm not sure the population for year 2021, but I want to say Anchorage's population is somewhere around the 300 or 400,000 range. I don't know the specifics. Uh, I haven't, you know, looked up the numbers in a while, but uh, last I remember, the total population of the state of Alaska was somewhere between 800,000 and a million, I think, maybe a little less. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's always changing, of course, but... um, Yes, but Anchorage is the biggest city here uh, in Alaska. And uh, yeah, there's plenty of residential and commercial work to be had here. Um, I do both. Um, I live up in an area called South Anchorage uh, Hillside. uh, Pretty mountainous terrain and stuff like that. So I have what is a... uh, I used to plow driveways here, uh, but I got a Kubota M7060 tractor. And I have what is called an inverted snowblower. Uh, and basically it sits behind my tractor and you pull it, uh, behind it and it blows the snow, uh, instead of snow pines. So, uh, yeah, I never want to snow pile a driveway again. Uh, <laughs> this thing is so awesome. I highly recommend it to anybody, uh, who's looking to get into the snow blowing game. Uh, and as far as commercial goes, I've snow pile those, um, the plow trucks, I got plow trucks. So, um, sand them you know offer sanding services stuff like that your typical sidewalk maintenance of course um so yeah we do all of that um currently no brine, i do not do any brine operations um brining does happen here but uh it's not as popular and i think it has to do with our uh cold fluctuations because i know brine only works down to a certain uh temperature range so uh, there's companies here doing it but uh yeah it's not as popular as down states so
1: how did you get connected with us here in the lower 48 <laughs> and uh, in kind of guys that are putting out content talking about lawn care landscaping snow plow how did that connection be made and you know how has that influenced your business uh,
2: you know I just listened to uh, the podcast uh, you Brian Fullerton uh, Caleb Alman All- um Corey Ballard with the green giant podcast. I listened to all those. Uh, I also listen to SIMA, the snow and ice uh, management association is called. Um, anyways, but yeah, through YouTube, uh, I'm also part of quite a few Facebook groups, uh, regarding the lawn maintenance and then also like the, uh, tractor, uh, groups regarding like the inverted snow blowing with tractors and stuff like that. So through all those different, you know, groups, I've learned a ton, uh, but definitely the most infos gained from your podcast and, uh, YouTube videos, are, uh, you know, from producers who make, you know, the lawn maintenance and snow services produced, uh, or well, the videos sorry, but yeah, so that's where uh, I've learned a lot of this stuff. Um, and yeah, I just always enjoy learning and implementing new things, um, uh, trying to offer better services that set me apart. So
1: that's really cool. Well, I appreciate, it. I apologize if I sound so ignorant or whatever of, of Alaska. I just think that your guys' state is really cool. No pun intended. And, uh, I appreciate you sharing a little bit more about Alaska and perhaps one day I'll get to come visit and, uh, see y'all. I don't know if we got an Alaska tour us. <laughs> but we could do like, uh, uh, Vancouver. How far is Vancouver from Anchorage?
2: Uh, you know, I'm not sure on specifics, but at least say like, 2,000, oh. 2,500
1: miles at least, <laughs> okay. maybe longer, more like 3, uh, as you guys can see, I'm, my geography is ever evolving. I, uh, <laughs> on the map, it looks kind of close, but, uh, anyway, I, I appreciate you sharing your story and, and about your state. And, uh, it, it's definitely cool to connect with you, Matthew. How, how can people, um, learn more, connect with you about, uh, your business and, and social media and things of that nature?
2: Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Highmark Services AK. Uh, just started posting more than I have in the past. I uh, don't have much on there, but uh, yeah, I'm just trying to learn the social media game. And um, yeah, I just <laughs> don't know what to post at the time or I'm just working and uh, making sure the work gets done. So um, yeah, so you can find me at Highmark Services or follow me uh, personally at uh, Matthew Brand 907 uh, on Instagram as well. Um, you can find me on the web at Highmark Services too. So yeah, those are the best ways to reach me and, uh, yeah, cool. feel free to reach out and ask any questions you want.
1: Cool. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your, uh, day and, uh, we'll stay in touch on the Instagram.
2: We'll do. Yeah. We'll do the same as well. So thank you for having me again. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this.
1: Well, thank you to Matthew for teaching me a little bit more about Alaska, and we're going to bring him back on in the future for a part two to give us a little bit more of the nuts and bolts of his actual operation. I know I was getting carried away there, wanting to learn about the lay of the land, Fullerton, literally, the geography and and the setup they have there in Alaska. I definitely would like to visit Alaska one day. That'd be really cool to, well, not cool, but you know what I mean? (laughs) It'd be nice to see it, maybe in the summertime. I don't know about those minus 20 degree temperatures, but uh, nevertheless, Alaska looks beautiful and we appreciate Matthew sharing his lawn and snow story with us. Coming up, guys, October 20th through 22nd, you've been hearing all about it. It's the biggest trade show in our industry. You guys should be knowing about this by now. We've been talking about it, hyping it up. It's the GIE Plus Expo. And so if you guys want to register for that and save big, you can use promo code Paul and you'll save 50, 50, 50% off with promo code Paul. Get registered for that and uh, get your hotel reserved and uh, plans for that 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 starts wednesday october 20th at three o'clock in the afternoon and then it will go till seven and then again it'll happen on thursday i believe nine to five ish and then friday morning 8 a.m we're going to be doing a live panel with Corey ballard and um sean tq spencer jason creole alan Hain. it's gonna be a lot of fun uh Naylor, caleb and i hosting that uh friday october 22nd there and uh, with your registration to GIE, you'll get into that event for free. Uh, Kohler's actually sponsoring it. So it's going to be a uh, world-class. Uh, really looking forward to that. All happening at the GIE Plus Expo. Register today. Say big. Promo code Paul. Thanks also to our friends at the Hardscape Academy and GPS Track It. Uh, those links, those phone numbers to get connected with GPS Track at Hardscape Academy, GIE Plus Expo will all be in today's show notes. And of course, guys, the brand new book is out. Best Business Practices for Landscapers Wisdom from Leaders in the Green Industry Podcast. If you've not already picked up your copy, I wanna encourage you to grab a copy or two of that and uh, hopefully it will provide a lot of value to you and your business. It's actually what I've learned from doing over 500 of these podcast episodes and interviewing small business leaders, entrepreneurs uh, from our industry. What have I learned from listening to them, hearing their stories? I wrote a concise summary in the book best business practices for landscapers. So hopefully you'll find some nuggets as I certainly have and uh, shared in the book and uh, that, will, that link will be in today's episode notes as well. So we appreciate you listening to the show. If you're a new listener, I encourage you to hit that follow button as we have fresh new episodes Monday through Friday, bright and early. We try to be the morning show. I know a lot of guys have their morning routine and it starts maybe driving in the truck early in the morning or whatnot. We want to uh, put an episode for you each and every morning that will hopefully add a lot of value to your business and get, get the day started on a positive note and encourage you to get out there and crush it and to uh, make your business as profitable and blessed as possible. So hope to catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening.
0: This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.